Welcome to freescripturebooks.org. The Knowledge of God. My name is Jeff. We're doing a study on judgment. We're up to the fourth part, although we've had, I don't know, six or seven episodes. But anyway, trying to keep it to 15 minutes so it's digestible because I have a lot to say and it's a lot of meat. And it's meat if you do it. But uh, so let's get into a full study of judgment. We just talked about the judgment seat of Christ. And now let's go back to um, eternal life, the kingdom of God in heaven. Eternal life, kingdom of God in heaven. This is something that we all looking forward to. This is something we all want. We all want eternal life because we're going to live forever. You know, those are Christians. We want the kingdom of God with righteous peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We want the heaven. We want to be in heaven. That's what most people are looking for. Am I going to go to heaven? In fact, eternal life is not looked at much. The kingdom of God is not looked at much. But most people, when I die, will I go to heaven or will I go to hell? But actually, we want all things, all three things. We want eternal life. We want the kingdom of God. And we want heaven. This is eternal life, John 17, um, verse 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is Jesus praying in the garden and uh, praying to the Father. And he says, this is eternal life. You know, people are always asking, are you saved? Did you get saved last night? Are you saved? And really, that's the wrong question because, I mean, I, I studied for years trying to find out, you know, once saved, always saved. You know, how many times can you get saved? You know, all, all that kind of questions you know that people have but really I was asking for the wrong question in fact the day that i got saved i called somebody up and i told them i got saved and their answer to me was saved from what well that is echoed through me through this whole time because that's what i got to ask some people you know people got saved and i look at their life and i'm going what are you saved from but nevertheless there is no real definitive answer for if you're going to use the word saved but there is a definition and there is an answer to what we're looking for this this is eternal life so we're looking for eternal life, right? Eternal meaning forever and life meaning not death. So if we're looking for eternal life, that they may know you and the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So instead of looking, it says, I want to be saved, which means most people think I'm going to go to heaven. If I'm saved, you're going to go to heaven. But but we need to look at it. This is eternal life is getting to know God and knowing his son, Jesus. So if we want to make sure without, you know, without doubt that we're going to be in heaven, then we need to quit looking at what it means to be saved or are not saved or rules or not rules but rather this is eternal life are we looking at jesus are we knowing god better today than we did yesterday or we're looking to know jesus better today than we did yesterday are we growing in the knowledge of god are we growing in obedience are we growing in these things so the purpose of getting saved is eternal life to live of christ forever and ever to live of the father forever and ever eternal life is a is is given the moment we are born again so eternal life is if you're born again receive jesus as your savior lord you believe in your heart it was you know that he was raised from the dead confess your mouth that jesus is lord you receive you believe in that you speak it you know you don't have to say jesus the lord you know you may say lord like paul did you might say lord take my life do something with it or as i said lord i i just said lord i surrender because i didn't know what you want but but the idea is making jesus that jesus is lord so i became born again you become born again at that moment you receive eternal life that moment because that eternal life comes into you old things have passed away new things have begun because one thing that we're born are people are people are three three-part being we're spirit soul and body and so our spirit gets born again. We get a new spirit. Our soul needs to be renewed and our body will be delivered, you know, will be, will be given a new glorified body on a, on a later occasion. So we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, a new spirit. And born again gets us a new start and a better start. A new start and a better start because our new spirit cannot know sin nor know sin, wasn't, wasn't born of sin. 
you know, like our first spirit was, born of a sinful parents, born of a sinful nature, born of, a, of the nature of a, the first Adam. But our spirits, our new born again spirit is born of the nature of Jesus who knew no sin. Um, but he became sin so we can become the righteous of God. So our new spirit is always righteous and there's nothing that can change that. So we get, so we're born again, we get a new and better start because we weren't, you didn't have a good start in the beginning because we already had geared towards flesh, geared towards sin. When you come born again, you're geared towards righteousness. So there's no hand stamp or certificate of baptism um, uh, or will when you, when you get here. People are looking to be saved. Just, they don't want their hand stamped. They want a piece of paper. And, you know, they want, you know, their doctrine, their faith statement or, or creed or something rather than a relationship. That's not what he's talking about. Eternal life is having a relationship. This is eternal life. If you want to know what it means to be saved, this is eternal life. That you may know that they may know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So no statement of faith, no doctrine or pledge or recital of creed. Either Jesus knows us or he doesn't know us. Either Jesus knows us or he doesn't know us. That's eternal life. And, I'm going, and I am going to keep reading this. This is eternal life. That they may know you in the one true God, Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. When I used to go out minister on the street doing the work of the evangelist, we go downtown Oklahoma City and look for who's ever on the street, rather they be at the bus station or, or, or you know, selling drugs in the corner or prostituting or the or whatever, homeless or whatever. We go down there and, and I always ask them, they know Jesus? And of course, most people say yes. Just some of them would just say so we can, you know, to get us away. Well, I changed my question. When I saw it, it says, many people say, Lord, Lord, let us in. And Jesus says, I don't know you. So I began changing my question, go out there. And I said, well, do you, does Jesus know you? Well, that would stop people in tracks because they weren't ready for that question. They didn't know how to respond to that question. Well, I hope so. Well, you know that he knew me from, me from my brother's womb or from my mother's womb. My, my mother's womb. Well, God knows you, but God is not at the door. God has put Jesus at the door. So you're not getting into heaven because Jesus is at the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So if Jesus doesn't know you, it doesn't matter if God knows you from the womb. Jesus has to know you and let you through the door. So either Jesus knows us or he doesn't know us. You may not understand the meat of God, but you do have to, but, uh, but you do not have to. You do not have to understand the meat of God, but you do have to be saved. You do, uh, do you love God? Do you long to know him better? Because there's people right now questioning, well, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Well, well, do you love God? Is there any part of you that loves God that, that yearns to be with him? Not through rituals or through, you know, going to church and, and marking off, you know, certain things. But do you long to know God? Because that's eternal life. Eternal life longs to know God. Being saved, mind, I just need my hand stamp. Just tell me I'm saved. Or just write it across my forehead. Just give me a document that when I get to heaven, I can show Peter or Paul that, you know, that I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God so I can come in. That's not the way it works. We've got to know him. So, so do you love God? Do you long for him? And when you sin, do you cry over it? Do you, does that hurt you on the inside or is it, or is it no big deal? Well, God understands. You know, you cannot live a better life to receive eternal life. Life, it is a gift of God. Eternal life is a gift of God. And so that's what eternal life is a gift of God. So this, this teaching is about eternal life, the kingdom of God in heaven. So we just talked about eternal life. We want that, but we also want the kingdom of God. If you've been saved long enough to know what the kingdom of God is, then you want that because Jesus talked about, says, repent for the kingdom of God is hand. The kingdom of God has talked about a whole lot more than heaven and even eternal life. Because eternal life is a new beginning. The kingdom of God is where we live and the heaven is for another place. We are spirit, soul, and body. Eternal life, as I said, 
I guess it's a new spirit, but we have a soul. And the kingdom of God is for our soul, where heaven is for our body. So let's go over this again. Eternal life is for our spirit. We need to be born again. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And so our spirit is born again. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. We need to renew the mind. Our spirit doesn't need to be renewed because it's complete, but we need to renew the, the mind, which also means renewing the soul, which is our mind, our thoughts. We need to renew our thoughts towards God's thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are better than your, than your ways. And our emotions, we need to get our emotions because our emotions are out of whack. Our emotions are not with God. God has emotions too, but he doesn't lose his religion when he gets angry. You know, he does get angry, see it in scripture, and he has a day of judgment coming, which we're going to talk about, but it's not an emotional outburst. God didn't like Popeye and he couldn't take it anymore, so he just poured it out. You know, the sins of America or the sins of this nation, you know, whatever, and God just wipes people out with any thought of individual freedom or individual choices. No, God doesn't lose that, but we, so we need to renew our, our thoughts, we need to renew our, our emotions, and we've talked about this, we need to renew our will. Not my will, but God's will be done. That's the soul. Our soul is our mind, our thoughts, say our thoughts, our feelings, and our will. So Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, or some say the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is for our soul. The kingdom of God is for our soul. Where eternal life is for our spirit, the kingdom of God is for our soul. Because we want to be righteous peace and joy don't we want righteousness in our soul don't we want peace in our soul don't we want joy in our soul being saved or transformed the soul my thoughts my emotions my will the righteousness of god in jesus for my will or identity what i want to do my will what do i want to do don't you want to be righteous don't you always want to be right on what you do doesn't our will desire to be right well, Jesus became sin so we become the righteous of God. And part of the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is get our will or get our identity of our will and the righteousness of God. So we receive righteousness. We walk in by Jesus, we receive righteousness in our soul. We're receiving the kingdom of God. You must be first born again, which means we receive a new spirit, born again, and then receive righteousness in our soul, which is specifically for our will, because we want to be right in our will or our identity. Peace. He says, peace, I don't leave you, but I don't leave you peace like the world, but a peace I leave you. Peace beyond understanding. Doesn't your thoughts go all out of whack? And and many times we don't have peace until we have something to figure out. Well, there's too many things happening in this world that we can't figure out. So we're we just going to be without peace. But instead, God gives us the kingdom of God. He gives us the kingdom of God, which is not meat and drink, not physical, not a physical thing. The kingdom of God, you can't see here and there. The kingdom of God, it's, but it's within it's so it's it's a transform it's a transformation of the soul the will of god for your for your will or the righteousness of god for your will but the peace beyond understanding for your thoughts when we can't figure it out we can still have the peace beyond beyond understanding it means we understand here but our peace goes beyond that so there's the whole area here we don't understand but we can still have the peace of god that surpasses understanding for our thoughts when our thoughts start to go how do I, what am i going to do how am i going to figure this out what am i no, we can have peace beyond that. So we have righteousness for our will. We have peace for our uh, peace by understanding for our thoughts and the joy of the Lord, which is my strength for our emotions. Don't we want joy in our emotions? There's so many emotions we have, but mostly we want to be happy. We want to have joy in those emotions. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness for our will, peace for our thoughts, and joy. 
for our emotions. So we have eternal life because we're born again. Our soul gets renewed by the renewing of our mind that we have the righteous of God for our will. We have the peace beyond understanding for our thoughts and we have the joy of the Lord for our emotions. Now let's move on. We've got a few more minutes to talk about the body. We are spirit, soul, and body and God has given all three things for us um, to benefit us. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 3 verses 18 through 21 for many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end of destruction whose God is their appetite and whose glory is their shame who set their minds on earthly things but for our citizenship is in heaven talking about heaven from which also we eagerly wait for the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. So one day we're going to get a glorified body, a new body that knows no sickness, no pain, and you know no harm, no, no longer humbled. I Meaning humbled means this body hurts, this body can be killed, but our glorified body is, is, is bold. Our glorified body cannot get sick, it cannot be hurt, it cannot be killed. And so God has given all three things. We're a three-part being. God has given eternal life to our spirit. God has given us the kingdom of God, which not meat and drink, but righteous peace and joy um, in the Holy Ghost to our soul. And then to our body, he promises to give us a new body. And you'll see the scripture talking about, you know, we are saved. We are being saved and we will be saved. Well, we are saved because we get a new spirit. We are being saved because our soul is being transformed into the kingdom of God. And our body will be saved one day on that great day of the Lord. So heaven is a physical place because our bodies need a physical place to go. Remember, Jesus raised from the dead and he still ate and drank. And, you know, he, I guess he didn't need those things for hunger because hunger is taken care of and didn't need those things thirst. But I guess it was just a, an enjoyment and him not having blood anymore. There's no nutrients to pass through the body. I know maybe you guys haven't thought of things like that, but I think about things like that. So, so, so eating and drinking, I guess, becomes part of just an enjoyment rather than a have to from the fall of this world. But heaven is a physical body because these bodies need a physical place. And Jesus right now is in a physical heaven with this physical body sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And we, we also get a new physical glorified body one day. We'll get a new body that no longer can fail, uh, fall to sin because Satan will find no place in us to grab hold. The new glorified body. Remember, Satan came to tempt Jesus and tempt him these times. But it says Satan comes to tempt, you know, to test me, but he could find no place in me. It means there's no place he could grab a hold of me. There's no place that he could, you know, say gotcha. You know, no place that he could trick him. You know, they try to trick Jesus all the time. And he asks him, why do you try to trick me? You know, throw, show me that coin whose face is upon it. So there comes so many glorified bodies. There's, Satan can't get a hold of us. He cannot grasp us. It's like we're covered with the oil of the Holy Spirit and he just can't grab us. So if he can't grab us, we can't fall to temptation. And Satan and Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And Jesus cleansed the heaven from all sin and death from that from the day Satan was found to have iniquity in his heart. If you re remember back from Ezekiel, I guess it was, that uh, the angels have to come before God to be, you know, be checked. And it says iniquity is found in, in Satan's heart. So there was no evidence uh, at that point, but there was evidence in his heart. God saw it. God kicked him out of heaven and he ended up in the Garden of Eden. We'll talk more about that in a later, later teaching probably. And so, and, and so we just talk about three things here. We talk about the eternal life, the kingdom of God in heaven. We have eternal life which we get the day we receive Jesus in our heart. 
get a new spirit. We have the kingdom of God is renew our mind. We get the righteousness of God, which is only found in Christ Jesus, not our own righteousness, not based on our own ability to manufacture it, but given to us and for our will to walk in his will. Uh, um, and we have peace beyond our, beyond our understanding. So our thoughts can be brought into peace rather than being dispersed everywhere and wondering how we're going to make it. We can have peace and understanding. And of course, I know, um, uh, okay, a joy of the Lord, which is our strength. So even when our emotions are going wayward, we want to have joy. We can have joy even when things are not going well because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And of course, our body will one day be raised up from the dead and glorified just the way that Jesus, their firstborn, and our brothers in Christ is saved. So those are the three things that God gives us. We're all looking for eternal life because we don't want to die. Eternity is written in the heart of Manicord and Ecclesiastes. We all want the kingdom of God, which is not a physical place. It's a you know place that's within a place of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And then heaven, which is a physical place that does have trees. It does have running water. It does have all the things that earth has, but just not tainted with sin, which is where our resurrected bodies are going to be able to live and and so forth so we want all three 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 things eternal life kingdom of god and heaven freescripturebooks.org knowledge of god be blessed